For those of you that know Dave personally, I would say I have a lot of respect for Dave's ability to make and keep goals. He is someone I know who uh, intensely keeps the goals that he sets. Whether that be in business or with the things he does with his family, Dave knows how to set and keep a good goal. And to prove that that's true, that it's not just he's uh, able to do it himself, but he's able to pass it on, I'm going to bring up what I would suggest to you would be one of the harshest critics to Dave's ability to, to make and keep goals. And that would be his own teenage daughter <laughs> to speak to that. So would you welcome Chloe Stubblebine as she comes and tell you what her dad's goals have done for her. So, hello everyone. Um, I'm very excited that you all came out tonight to hear my dad's talk on goal setting. I'm very fortunate enough to pretty much hear these talks almost every day. <laughs> um, but more specifically, on New Year's Eve every year, we like to invite people and share these with not just our family, but share his ideas um, to all different types of people of all different backgrounds. And it's really great to see the secret pot potential that's drawn out of all these different types of people. And so I just wanted to share a couple of my personal goals um, one of them from last year, um, I set a goal to invest in 1% of a building with my dad, with my dad who is purchasing a building. Um, it was actually 2.5%. Um, but in order to do this, I had to save up $4,350. Um, and some might say that like that's not a lot of money, but and it might sound easy for some people, but for me who's in school and working at Panera Bread, only making minimum wage. Um, that's kind of hard to do. Um, so one thing that my dad always told me is that goals are set to make something of you in the process. And it's not just the end game or the prize at the end, but it's rather the process. Um, so after a year of overtime and working hours on end, I finally reached my goal of $4,350, and then, um, but then my dad said that I couldn't invest unless I also had to save up money to tithe on that, so then I also did that, and, um, it felt like forever, but this process definitely made something of me because it's easy to say no to a concert or movie when you don't have the money to spend, but then when you do have the money, you have to use self-discipline, um, and that's a whole nother story. So then, um, so that was one goal that I set, and I was able to do that. Um, and then the end of, la of last year, I also started my own business. Um, that's my business card, and it's a filming, cinema, wedding stories, and for those of you who know me, like, I've always loved film, and so, yeah, I just started that biz business, um, and I started marking myself on Thumbtack and Facebook, and my goal was to book 10 weddings for 2013, seven, 18, sorry, <laughs> um, and I'm happy to say that it's only January 28th, I think, and I've pretty much already met my goal. Um, so goal setting has taught me, um, to, taught me that my capacity to achieve is way higher than I thought. The world places teenagers, not only teenagers, but also many adults in slacker boxes um, and teaches them to be couch potatoes all their life. And I believe that goals 
in the fashion my dad is about to share will help people reach potential that they never thought was possible. So now I have the honor and privilege to welcome the one and only David Stubblebine. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Chloe, that was, didn't know you were going to speak. Great job, Chloe. Thank you very much. Um, so we were in Korea. Okay, we're good. Um, thank you all so much, Brian. Appreciate it. Chloe, great job. Um, we're going to start with a um, <clears throat> very famous study done on the graduating class, 1953, Yale University. And when, I shoot, when we have our goals talk every year, um, <clears throat> New Year's Eve, I, I typically do share this because it's, it's very, very powerful. They took the graduating seniors, again, Yale University class in 1953, they asked them, how many of, of you have written goals for your life? 3% had clearly defined written goals. They then tracked those graduating seniors for the next 20 years. 20 years later, they determined that the 3% of the graduating seniors who had the clearly defined written goals out-earned the rest of the class put together, okay? And today is not a talk on money per se. This is a, it's a goal-setting talk, but it shows that, um, study shows the incredible power of goal-setting. Um, and it shows that a person of, Average intelligence with clear goals will out-earn or out-perform, achieve a genius, okay, by far if that genius doesn't know specifically what they want to do, what they want to accomplish. Uh, the reality of the world in which we live is, uh, as Pastor Rick shared a um, couple weeks ago, literally average adults, and it's actually, I looked it up, it's, it's 12, year, 12 years old and older, in this country today watches 4.7 hours of TV per day. That's 33 hours a week. That's stunning, okay? That's, that's just absolutely phenomenal uh, to me. But some statistics very, very quickly, just to understand where we are today in America. 30% of Americans American uh, renters pay over 80% of their income in rent. 76% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. 51% of all small businesses in America make less than $25,000 a year. Um, one in six working men are not working. Uh, working age men are not currently working. Average person reads less than one nonfiction book per year. And at age 65, 95% 90, of people are either dead, broke, or still going paycheck to paycheck. So those are sobering statistics. Uh, according to Henry David Thoreau, the average man, the mass of humanity, the mass of men, he said, lead lives of quiet desperation. Okay, so one of the major reasons for these dire statistics is, in my estimation, the fact that most of us in this country and certainly abroad do not have clearly defined written goals. Viktor Frankl, who survived the Nazi concentration camps. He was a Christian, wrote a, a famous book entitled Man's Search for Meaning, um, stated that men or mankind needs to have a purpose, needs to have a goal. Okay, obviously we don't want to focus on the past and focus on past statistics. Um, 
and failures of our, in, our, in our own lives and in, in those around us. We want to look at 2018 and beyond. How can we maximize? How can we go to new levels? Each of us right now today. Uh, Oliver Wendell Holmes said the great thing is that we, we don't have to look at where we are, but the direction we are traveling. Uh, having uh, meaningful, carefully thought out goals and detailed plans for achievement will galvanize us, each of us, toward a more fulfilling, successful future. Tom Hopkins, who um, was the first quote-unquote guru sales trainer I listened to in my very early 20s, who actually also was a Christian, um, said the goals are the, furnace, are the fuel in the furnace of achievement. James Penny, the retail magnate who started J.C. Penney's, said, give me a stock clerk with a goal and I'll give you a man who will make history. Give me, give me a man with no goals and I'll give you a stock clerk. Um, in the words of Helen Keller, life is either a daring adventure or nothing. With that quote in mind, let's move now into a re review of 17 goal-setting strategies, which, in my opinion, will ensure your success, again, in whatever endeavor. If you're in church work, if you are a missionary, if you are a mother, uh, if you are uh, in business, in sales, um, in, in, in uh, sports as an athlete, the, these goal-setting strategies can be applied, as Chloe just uh, articulated, to any and all areas of our lives. Um, the first point in our goal setting strategies session tonight um, is that to point out go goals must be in accordance with God's will. If there's something that we are doing that is incongruent with the scriptures, with what we know, know to be right and true, that's we need to quickly discard that, okay? And realize that unless the build, Lord builds the house, the laborers, the builders will labor in vain. Um, and it is the Lord, it says in Deuteronomy 8.18, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee the power to get wealth, uh, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto thy fathers. Um, in Matthew 16.26, as we embark on this uh, seminar tonight, a good reminder is, for what has a man profiteth if, if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? So that, that is, um, these verses are a foundation, a cornerstone, and a, a reminder that everything we do must be at adherence with, at, in adherence with and align with what we know to be true in the scriptures. Um, the second point in our goal-setting strategies is to understand the principle of sowing and reaping. Uh, Galatians 6-7, for whatever one sows, that will he also reap. So there's a, oftentimes, a animosity toward the quote-unquote rich, toward the, um, the uber-successful, toward those who attain very high heights, whether it be in, in business or in sports. Uh, there, there can be jealousy, there can be animosity. Um, but, but the reality is we, we gotta look at the sowing and reaping 
principle. You are where you are because of your, you gotta take personal responsibility for where you are today, okay? And not start blaming, uh, but, but realize that it's, it's, it's what you are investing will ultimately reap, as Chloe mentioned earlier, she, it was very difficult for her and she wasn't, um, she would come to me for money when she needed it, so she never was uh, certainly uh, without, but um, she, um, she was very, very disciplined, okay? And she, and, she, and she sowed, and now she literally gets a check every single month. That was sowing, that was reaping. In Ecclesiastes 11.6, so you're saying, I shared this with my brokerage team. We, when we talk about cold calling, we talk about the need to, to constantly go after new business, um, and I shared this first recently. Sow your seed in the morning and, and at evening. Let your hands not be idle, for you do not know which will succeed, whether this or that, or whether both will do equally well. Sowing, the principle of sowing and reaping. Brian Tracy, the author of the book that Doug um, just won, um, stated that the law of cause and, effects is, cause and effect is absolute. You will invariably reap what you sow. If you sow more, you will eventually reap more. Okay, so the number two principle is sowing and reaping to understand that that is a principle really instituted by God. That's the world in which we live. Understand it. Don't look at, oh, look for lucky breaks. And um, here's another quick stat that 63% of adult Americans believe uh, the only way they can attain financial independence is by winning the lottery. Okay, so that's a, that's a sort of a luck mentality, and that's completely diametrically opposed to a sowing and reaping mentality. Um, number three, third strategy, third principle is to make a determination as to exactly what you want. Okay? We, um, people flounder because they, they go this way and they go that way, and they, and they never make a definitive decision. This is what I want. Okay? Um, our good friend Nathan Tedegary, who's a um, friend of the family, friend of the church, uh, he is a very good football player, and he's saying, you know what, I want to go to UNH. I want to. He is he is sowing, okay, so that he can reap. He knows exactly what direction he's going. As one example, um, the famous billionaire H.L. Hunt, who was, was bankrupt by the way at age 32, said the secret to success is number one, figuring out exactly what you want, and number two determining to pay the price to get it. Okay. Uh, the fourth strategy or principle is that your goals must be in writing. Okay, if they, if they are um, just discussed or if they're just a dream in your head, that, that's all they are. Okay, they, they have to actually be in writing. Something magical that happens when you, you write it down Okay, and, and you, you commit to it, having it in writing. The, uh, many of you may be aware of the, the homing pigeon is an animal that you can literally take it in a truck, drive a thousand miles in any direction, okay, let it free, it, it will fly around three times and it'll go exactly to where you started, okay, and, and that is called a cybernetic mechanism in the homing pigeon's brain. That's the only creature on earth other than human beings who have that cybernetic goal-seeking function or ability. We have that same function, 
Okay, but it has to be put in action. And by putting it in writing, you, you begin the, uh, you, you, you activate the, that cybernetic function um, of our brains. The other point is, when you put it in writing, you, you activate, it's called the reticular activation device in your brain. And to give you a, um, an example, if you were looking to, if you wanted to buy a red sports car, okay, and, and you were looking, looking at catalogs, as you were driving down the highway for the next week, two weeks, month, you, you will constantly, what are you going to see? What will you suddenly see that you weren't seeing before? You see red sports cars, they're all over the place. You suddenly see them. They were there before, but you just simply didn't notice them. But, so by putting that specific goal in place, then your, 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 your mind starts going toward that particular end game, that particular goal. Um, and as you rush toward it, it will rush towards you. In my, in my business, for instance, we have specific goals of numbers of properties we want to buy, developments in, in which we want to be involved. Um, and and it's, it's amazing how opportunities then just flood to you. Now, you would have seen them, I would have seen them other, anyway, because that's the world in which I live. But by, by having this specific goal, I'm seeing them in a new light. And I'm, I'm, I'm taking notice of them. I'm, I'm becoming aware of them. Because that reticular activation device uh, and cybernetic um, goal-seeking function, like the homing pigeon, is put in action. Number five, um, write down um, major goals. In, write down your, your major goals in the present tense as if they've already occurred. It's very interesting. This is, again, an idea from Brian Tracy, who's tremendous. I'd, I, I would recommend everybody, if, if you like this talk, if you're interested in goals, go get that book. Um, it's, the, it's actually the number one goal-setting book in, in history um, from, a, from a sales standpoint. But if, if you write down, your, you should write down your goals every day and write them in the present tense if they, as if they have already occurred. So for instance, when we, my wife and I, decided after having two kids, three kids, four kids, five kids, then six, we suddenly realized we need a big house. So I would write down, literally for months and months, and it went into years and years, I, David Stubblebine, and I would say, I say God willing, God willing, I, David Stubblebine, will have uh, my dream home by, or I, I, I say, have my dream home by X date, and I'll put a date on it, okay? But I put it in the present tense as if I have already achieved it, all right? Um, and, it and it should be outlined with a specific timetable, okay? Uh, goals should pertain to all... Okay, so they should pertain to all areas of your life. Okay, not just vocational, not just financial. Um, but this is, this is taken directly from my um, goal-setting um, format that I have my computer. Physical, spiritual, uh, ministries, mental, brokerage, long-term, self-aligned company goals, income, real estate investment, payoff debt, uh, weekday schedule, dietary, et cetera, family goals, um, long-term goals. So you want to have goals in all areas of your life, not just financial, but, but again, workout goals, spiritual. Um, I asked my 
one of my other darling daughters, if I could share. Okay, this is uh, Amber, who is now uh, in sixth grade, and this was her uh, 2014 goals, and we can read it, sort of, Amber, maybe you can come up and share, just kidding, uh, but they're in different, various areas, okay, so it's, it's extremely important to have your goals in all areas. Um, okay, goals should be specific and have a timetable, okay? So, um, as mentioned before, but they, they really need to be specific. Instead of saying, I want to make a lot of money in 2018, you really need to have a very specific number. You could say if you wanted to make more cold calls, for instance, in my business, contacting uh, prospective tenants or buyers, you need to have a, you need to have a specific number. Okay, not to, it can't be vague. The, the, the brain doesn't react to vagueness or nebulousness. It needs to be very specific. Um, number eight, you should track, uh, review, track, and adjust your goals. Very important to do to review them on a regular basis. If you're writing them down every day, which I definitely recommend, um, that's, a, that's a, a, a form of reviewing, but you want to review them on a regular basis, track them how you, you're doing, okay, and adjust them if necessary. Uh, number nine, uh, goals should have a detail, you should have a detailed plans associated with them. So you could have the goal to make X amount of um, dollars in 2018, for instance, or to um, become a better Christian, but that's, that's too vague. But um, you, you need detailed plans, step by step, how you're going to get there, Okay. Um, another, another study, 1979, Harvard MBA um, study, they, they again <clears throat> asked the students who had clearly defined good and written goals. It was very similar to the Yale University study in that 3% of the class had clearly defined written goals with a plan. Ten years later, um, even more staggering, the 3%, the, the clearly defined written goals, were earning on average 10 times as much as the other 97% put together. Harvard study, 1979, the MBA program. Okay, and they, that was, part of that was having detailed plans for the achievement of the goals. Um, number 10, um, take massive action on your goals as well as um, have massive quote-unquote 10x goals. Grant Cardone is the author of the 10x rule. My wife and I, uh, with another couple, and actually Chloe, uh, and a guy named David Skinner, a young, uh, enterprising young man who works in my office, uh, we're all going to be going to, uh, to, to Las Vegas in, uh, in a month to the 10x goals conference actually by Grant Cardone, but the, when, when a lot of trainers will teach you to, to have goals that are maybe 5% better or 10% uh, more than last year's, and that's certainly one school of thought, but, but I think a, a better way to go is to have just very, very large goals, okay, maybe that's five years old, out, maybe it's 10 years out, where you're really stretching yourself. Because by doing that, you're going to kick in gear the, um, the reticular action device. You're, you're kicking in gear um, you're, all your capacities to get toward that much higher goal. I think um, that the, the story of the human race to a large extent is people selling themselves short. 
and not getting to where they can get. And again, it's not just financial, it's in all areas, and just not doing as much as, and if, if, if you look at the stats in the, in the second or third slide with 4.7 hours of TV watch per day, um, and just a tremendous lack of achievement on the part of many individuals, you can understand why. So I think having massive, very large goals, that is my current recommendation. I think that's the way to go. Uh, and that is advocated by Grant Cardone, who wrote the book 10X. Uh, and then secondly, to have 10X levels of action, okay, where you're not sitting back and saying, okay, so if the goal was um, to um, you know, make X number of cold calls, for instance, in one's, one's business, or to hire um, 20 more people in the next five years, uh, not to sit back and passively let it happen to you, but instead, move forward in a very, very aggressive manner. Grant Cardone talks about four levels of action. One is to do nothing. Two is to retreat. And he says that most people are in those two categories. Um, though actually the most people would be in the third, which is, which is the uh, average levels of action. You do something, but you don't really do a lot. And then the fourth would be massive levels of action in a very aggressive Manner. He says, Grant says, a humankind in general tends to set subpar goals. I can assure you from personal experience, you will suffer greatly by setting subpar goals. He says, remember that we've all been educated with restrictions, um, and it has, it's estimated that we use a very small portion of our brain capacity. Don't ask, do not estimate your possibilities um, when setting goals. Okay, number 11, take action immediately, develop a sense of urgency, okay, have a do it now mentality, okay, and that, that's, that's extremely important. If, um, again, business, children, mental goals, whatever it is, have a do it now, do it now, do it now mentality. Um, in the 1980s, Robert Ronstad, who was a professor at Babson College, conducted an exhaustive 12 year study on the graduates of, of Babson's MBA program and found that um, there were certain individuals who became much more successful than others. And the common denominator of those more successful individuals certainly wasn't, it wasn't mental capacity or how they did vis-a-vis -vis grades, but it was um, the ability to launch, okay? The ability to, um, to step out, you know, he called it the corridor principle where they started out in commercial real estate, or they started out in uh, medical records billing, or they started out in um, some sort of business, okay? And oftentimes, as going down the corridor, they turned right, they turned left, and they could potentially ended up in a totally different business, but the common denominator was with these more successful people, they launched, they took action immediately. Okay, so whatever the goal is, it's not a passive thing, it's a 10X thing, it's an aggressive scenario, and you're taking action immediately. Uh, number 12, um, there's a famous book by Simon Sinek called uh, Why, uh, and to some number 12 uh, goal setting strategy is to um, know why you are setting this goal, okay? And maybe it's a health reason, maybe it's because you want a bigger house, so you need to make more money, maybe it's because you, um, you want to go to a, uh, a better college and therefore you need to get your grades to a certain level. But the power, power of why I have 
um, in my um, comprehensive goal setting slide in the various categories. The last um, category is why I want to achieve my goals, okay? And I have, you know, multiple reasons as to why I want to, the, the goals that I have are clearly art articulated, <clears throat> why I want to achieve them, okay? Uh, number 13, goal, goal strategy is to um, visualize success, okay? And there's a, actually we'll go over the slide quickly. Where there is no vision, the people perish, Proverbs 29, 18. Um, if you can't visualize it, if you can't see it in your mind, uh, Napoleon said that the imagination is, is the most powerful situation in, in the universe. Um, it will be much harder, if not impossible, to bring that goal to fruition. Thinking success um, conditions your mind to produce plans that produce success, uh, says David Swartz, the author of Magic of Think Thinking Big. Number 14 is enthusiasm. Enthusiasm means the God within. First um, Thessalonians one, um, 5, 6 through 8, one of my favorite verses says, Be joyful. Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. No one wants to be around a whiner. Nobody wants to be around a complainer. Uh, enthusiasm is infectious. You want to be upbeat. You want to have the fruits of the Spirit. And by doing that, you're going to be enthusiastic, and you're going to drive yourself towards your goals more quickly. Um, number 15, have faith that you can achieve your goal Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinketh so uh, in his heart, so in his heart he, he becomes. Matthew 9, 29, according to your faith be it done unto you. Faith, we see it as, as such an important component of Jesus' uh, teaching throughout the Bible. Um, having faith that you can get there, that you can achieve that particular goal is extremely important. Number 16, set big Harry audacious goals called BHAG, and that phrase came from the, um, not built to last, Brian, what's the name of the book? Good to Great by Jim Collins. Um, set, set goals that are, maybe you're setting one BHAG goal or, or several BHAG goals that are above and beyond what you think you can possibly set. Um, Napoleon said, no great battles are ever won on the defensive. Frederick the Great, his motto was audacity, audacity, always audacity. Robert Greene said, when in doubt, act audaciously. Um, and then number 17, uh, and last, no, that's not there, we'll go to that next. Um, never deviate, okay, we saw uh, very clearly, uh, Brian articulated his, um, Inability to uh, stay strong when the, the coffee machine beckoned at 6 a.m. the next day. He, he lasted about, was that, is that about six hours, Brian, you laughed, lasted? Um, to uh, Peter Daniels, who is a uh, sales trainer from Australia, introduced, me, introduced to me by my good friend Al Ringette, who's here with his daughter tonight, um, in his, one of his famous talks said, 
uh, when you make a, a determination or a decision with respect to a particular goal, he says, never, never, never deviate from that because if you do, you send a message to your subconscious mind that you're not serious. You're not going to really do this. And then the goal is just, it's gone. That one cup of coffee, it's gone. Forget it. We'll talk to you in a year. Okay? Um, okay. Um, to achieve your goals faster and to supercharge your life, and I'm going to try and go through this, Brian, really quickly if I could. Um, you want to reset, you want to make sure you have the right blueprint, the right thermostat. T. Harv Eker, in his famous book, Millionaire Mind, talks about having the right thermostat. And if, if somebody does extremely well in the first six months, more than they thought they could do, then typically in the, in the second six months, they'll do nothing because they're going to get to wherever their thermostat is. So raise your thermostat, raise your blueprint. To, and one of the ways to do that is if you have a specific goal, you're raising your thermostat. Number two, way to supercharge your goals into action more quickly. Um, take full responsibility for your life, okay? Don't say, don't blame your mother, don't blame your father, don't blame the economy, don't blame the market, okay? Look at where you are today and say, I am where I am today because of me, okay? And by doing that, it frees you up dramatically because then you're, instead of being a, a victim, okay, at the mercy of other people, you are then free to move forward in an aggressive, powerful way in accordance with God's will for your life. Don't be a victim. Um, uh, number three, partner with people better than yourselves in certain, area, certain areas uh, where there's no counsel, the people fail, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety, Proverbs 11, 14. Um, and as iron sharpens iron, so, no, so one person sharpens another, Proverbs 17, it's Proverbs 27, 17. Um, in my business, I have my, my brother, brothers, um, both tremendous guys. They have skills and abilities that are different from mine. They complement me. In, in our development team, I have partners who are better managers. Um, maybe they're more visionary. Maybe they, they have different skills, different abilities. We complement each other. You can get to a, a higher level much more quickly. Uh, number, number four, associate with uh, winners, with people who are... Um, have the right mentality. Um, Gandhi said, because if you're, typically if you're sharing your goals, oftentimes with people who are not um, of the same ilk, of the same mindset, they're gonna try and bring you down, okay? They're, gonna, they're actually not gonna like what you're doing, not so much because they're opposed to you, but because it exposes themselves for not getting to where they should be. Ultimately, famous quote from Gandhi, first they will ignore you, then they will ridicule, then ridicule you, then they will follow you. Um, there we go, sorry. Um, this is a great example. The um, crabs, if you, typically if you put a crab, that, those crabs can crawl out, obviously, of that open bucket. Okay, what happens is if any of the crabs start trying to crawl out, the other crabs will grab them and bring them down. And if they, if they struggle more and they fight against it, literally the other crabs will kill that crab. Okay, so that's the way being with people who are not of the same mindset, they're gonna bring you down. Uh, series, series of five, 
Um, John Wooden, the famous late basketball coach of the UCLA Bruins in the 1960s uh, with Lou Alcindor and Kareem, formerly, uh, Kareem Abdul, formerly Lou Alcindor, talked about Series of Five. You will be, uh, your attitudes, net worth, um, income will be within a very small percentage point of your five closest friends. So make sure you're associating with winners. Um, number six, Pareto principle. 80-20 rule, uh, Wilfred Pareto in 1895 um, stated that the, essentially it's 20% of individuals will do 80% of the work or make 80% of the money or have 80% of the success. And 80% only get 20. It's just the way it is in any such, and it's oftentimes more like 595 or 90-10. Um, the top 4%, as an example, earn 54 times more than the bottom um, 80, okay? And if you're in the top 20%, you, you're earning 16 times more than the bottom 80. So it's, it's just to get yourself in that top, top 20%, and that could apply to a, a church situation, a business situation. Um, it's called the Pareto Principle. It's very, very powerful. Um, think big, okay? Uh, T. Harvecker says the research shows that the happiest people in the world are those who are um, utilizing their natural talents to the utmost. Part of the mission of life must be to share your God-given gifts uh, with as many people as possible, and that means being willing to play big. The definition of entrepreneurialism is a person who solves problems for other people at a profit. Therefore, an entrepreneur is nothing more than a problem solver. The more people you're helping, the more people you will the, the, the more you will then be rewarded. Okay, Donald Trump says, "I, lo I like thinking." Big, I always have. To me, it's very simple. If you're going to be thinking anyway, you might as well think big. Think big. God wants to use our gifts and talents to their utmost to help other people, to serve other people, whether it be in a church setting, in a family setting, or in a business setting. We want to think big to do, do the best we possibly can. Number nine, um, become, if you can become a bigger person in general, become a more mature Christian, become a better businessman, become a uh, better problem solver, what happens is you, you will be able to, if a, a level nine, if a level eight problem emerges and you're a, a level 10 person, you can defeat that problem. But if there's a level eight problem, you're only a level five problem, you're gonna be, you're gonna be, you're gonna succumb. You're gonna be defeated. So grow yourself, okay? Mature as a Christian. Um, you know, read the books, tapes, CDs, et cetera, et cetera to get to a higher level, to defeat situations to come. Uh, the winning edge formula, Brian, I'm almost done. Where's it gonna go? There we go. Um, that's my boy, Michael. Um, essentially, the winning, winning edge formula is that uh, if you're just a little bit better, you're gonna be paid or rewarded in a, uh, a much, in, a, in an enormously, exponentially bigger way. For instance, if you're a 300 hitter in the uh, um, <clears throat> Major League Baseball compared to a hitter who hits 270, you literally probably make five times more money. And they're, they're just incrementally better, okay? The, if you, at a horse, in a horse race, if a horse wins by a nose, okay, and they, they're the they're first place, they're the prize winner, they're gonna make 10 times more money than the horse that comes in second. So, so put yourself in a position where you are just a little bit bigger, better. Number 12, the 30-10 method. 
Um, Thirty ten, thirty minutes a day, listening to YouTube videos, CDs, okay, um, something audio, okay, and and you can turn. Brian Tracy talks about turning your car into into a library, a university on wheels, okay. We all drive ten thousand miles a year. How many? That's hours and hours. That's four hundred, five hundred, six hundred hours a year, okay. Thirty minutes. The thirty ten method is thirty minutes a day. You're listening to some sort of a and it could be a sermon, okay? It could be a Brian Crow sermon. It could be a, a you know, a, a Brian Tracy goal-setting CD, okay? 30 minutes a day, you're listening to this material, okay? And I started doing this in my early 20s, and literally before I was married, I was listening to at least one a day. One a day, I'm 15 to 30 per, per month of these YouTube videos, et cetera, et cetera. I'm constantly doing it, okay? It's like feeding your mind with scripture, okay, which is more important, of course, but... Um, it's, it's extremely important as far as getting to a higher level. So 30 minutes of the audio per day, okay, and then 10, 10 pages of a book per day. These are actually relatively small goals, but, but you know, one in 100, one in 200 people actually do that, and you will have dramatic results in your life. I'm not saying just business. You will have dramatic results in your life. Average 25 to 49-year-old, as we already discussed, 4.7 hours of TV today. The average CEO is reading 56, 56 books a year. Yeah. Okay, Mark Cuban is reading three hours per day. Bill Gates, 50 books a year. Okay, so you know, we look at them and say, and oftentimes enviously, and say, oh, that's not fair. You know, why are they doing that? You know, we need to tax them more, et cetera, et cetera. No, there's a reason. There's a sowing and reaping pr principle. All right? Uh, 13, have the right attitude toward failure and rejection. Uh, Tom Hopkins, in his, his famous Master of the Art of Selling, um, said, I never see failure as failure, but only as a learning experience, one. Negative feedback I need to take uh, change course in my direction, two. Opportunity I must um, to develop my sense of humor, number four. Practice my techniques and perfect my performance, and I never see failure as failure, but only as the game I must play to win. It's a numbers game. Okay? Uh, Teddy Roosevelt said, famous quote, the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs and comes short again and again, who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, and, and spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither, neither know victory nor defeat. Thomas Watson said, the founder of IBM, if you want to be successful faster, double your rate of failure. Okay? Seven out of eight holes that are drilled in the oil business, there's nothing there. The best hitters in baseball at, at 300 or, or three. 30 or 350, guess what? Seven out of 10 times, they're missing. Babe Ruth struck out more than anyone else, more than any, any, any player. So develop the right attitude toward failure and rejection. Embrace it, okay? Um, and a couple of my favorite quotes. Um, do what you fear, and the death of fear is certain, Tom Hopkins. And <clears throat> Ralph Waldo Emerson said, 
Do what you fear, and the death of fear is certain. Uh, develop 14. Brian, just one more. Uh, develop ironclad persistent persistence. Always bear in mind that your own resolution to succeed is more important than any other factor. Abraham Lincoln. Calvin Coolidge, famous quote, nothing in the world can take the place of persistence. Talent or not, nothing is more common than unsuccessful people with talent. Genius, uh, genius will not. Unrewarded genius is almost a proverb. Education will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. Persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. John D. Rockefeller, senior, the richest man who ever lived in America, net worth between 303 and $400 billion, said, and he was a born-again Christian, by the way, and he tithed his entire life. Uh, I do not think there's any other quality so essential to success of any kind as the quality of pers perseverance. It overcomes almost everything, even nature. Um, story of the Chinese bamboo tree. Very interesting. I shared this with my dear wife, Alana, recently. Uh, the, uh, when you plant the Chinese bamboo tree, the first year, you need to water it, you need to nurture it. The first year, nothing comes up. The second year, nothing. Third year, nothing. Fourth year, nothing. If you came after four years, there'd be literally nothing, and you're looking at the ground, and you're watering it every single day. In the fifth year, this is true, the tree grows 80 feet in just six weeks. It's a miracle, okay? It's, 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 it's an amazing situation. Look it up. It's, it's a, a factual, true situation. Um, but that's, that is similar to the persistence and perseverance we need to uh, put forth when seeking to achieve our goals, okay? And oftentimes, it doesn't just happen overnight, and there's failures, and there's um, setbacks, and there's, um, you know, the first church that, that gets planted, YWAM, um, we went recently to the Boston YWAM, which is now a thriving ministry, but, but multiple times they tried to establish YWAM in Boston and it failed. Okay, now Doug Tooney and his wife have been very successful. They're great people. Uh, but, but again, success is built on the backs of failure, rejection, okay? And one needs to embrace that, understand it, understand this, the principle of sowing and reaping, and understand that it, it takes time. Okay, lastly, develop the, the habit of unshakable courage. John Quincy Adams said, courage and perseverance have the magical talisman, have a magical talisman before which dis difficulties disappear and obstacles vanish into to thin air. Winston Churchill said, courage is the foremost of, of the virtues, for upon it um, all others depend. Um... And then lastly, most importantly, put God first in your life um, as a way to supercharge your life and get to a much higher level of achievement. If you're not a Christian, I, I would strongly encourage, make that decision. It's a yes or no decision. It's not a vague thing. It's not all show up at church or Bible study. No, it's a, you're, it's a yes or no decision, and that will supercharge your life and your ability to get to a higher level and achieve these goals. So um, put your goals in writing. Visualize them, commit to them, understand the principles of sowing and reaping, <clears throat> understand and embrace failure and rejection as, as, as a part of, a natural part of um, ultimately achieving your goals. Set uh, BHAG, Harry 
big, hairy, audacious goals. Set those goals in all areas of your life. Ask the Lord to bless you, and he will take you to a much higher level. Thank you.